Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher, too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at care.com. Welcome back. Another Wrestle Chat podcast is on right now, my friends. Hi, I'm the Ant Man, your host each and every week here on the Wrestle Chat podcast. Joined once again by Michael Glavin. Michael, how are you, bud? I am doing fantastic. It has been another great week in professional wrestling. Excited to dive in and talk about it. And a big week for you and your cronies as well. Yep. How come I'm the only one sporting the Man Child Chronicles? podcast t-shirt today oh man uh that's because i wear mine so much okay. that they're in the wash right now um we're doing we're doing laundry but uh man yes. huge week in in Manchild chronicles land yep. um as of yesterday at uh, 12 midnight our first video episode launched and it is off to the races. We're seeing a lot of great feedback on it. Yep. Um, I would encourage you guys to check it out. I'll tease you with the uh, the tagline of the episode, NyQuil and Sexy Time. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> wow, wow, so if wow. you want to find out what's going on behind that, yep. tune in uh, to the Manchild Chronicles on YouTube or at manchildchronicles.com. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I forgot that that's what it was titled, and I uh, I watched it, and I saw the uh, uh, the sexy time story, mm-hmm. and wow, that's all I'll <laughs> say is wow. If you, it should it be a it could be a ruined sexy. I won't give too much away. A ruined yeah. sexy time though, and it could was it from the Nyquil? Possibly was it just from being a guy possibly watch it if you if you're watching this podcast right now scroll down you'll see the other channels that we love it's right there Manchild chronicles click on that and watch the uh, very first episode of all four guys together on youtube check that out right now oh, or actually after this how about that uh thank you for being here this week uh you're right a lot of stuff happened this week as it does every week i say that but last week felt like it was kind of flat when it came to uh, Raw and SmackDown, maybe even AEW. But a big announcement this week on Friday, WWE is taking their Thanksgiving weekend classic Survivor Series to Chicago's Allstate Arena on November 25th. To me, uh, this is a premium live event that could use an overhaul. And I say that because it's not really what it was originally created to be. If there was a legit brand split, the feuds that they used to have on Survivor Series would make sense. 
today, uh, there's, I guess, it doesn't have the same mystique as the good guys versus bad guys like it was back in the day with Hogan and his team and, and you know, Macho and his team, whatever it was. It just doesn't feel the same way anymore. I mean, uh, hopefully they're building towards that. I do like Survivor Series, but if I'm being honest, out of the tent poles, it's my least favorite. Mm-hmm. How about you? It uh, To your point, I, I love what Survivor Series used to be. Used to be, um, yeah. In the sense of there was legitimate stakes, whether it was brand versus brand. I have a special place in my heart uh, for, I believe it was um, Survivor Series 14, maybe? Okay. 2014, maybe? Why that one? Um, because I was there, Ant. I was there. And here's the thing. It was a That's really, huge. really special night. Here's why. That year, whatever year it was, I may have got the, the date wrong, but <clears throat> that year, it was The Authority and all okay. of their cronies yeah. uh, led by uh, you know Triple H. I think they might have had like Big Show, Randy Orton, whatever. Mm. And uh, and they were going against, I think, a, a Cena team, but I, I re- explicitly remember you know Dolph Ziggler, whatever. And it was coming down to the wire, and Triple H and the Authority were getting ready to put Dolph into the ground to uh, to win, to be able to stay in power. Versus if they lost, you know, the Authority would disband or whatever. And right as they were about to bury uh, Dolph Ziggler to win the match, all of a sudden Sting's music hits, and oh, I was yes. I was there the night that Sting debuted in WWE. And, Man. and boy, the seats were crappy, but the room was electric. <laughs> and, um, very, very ones. fond fond memory. And if, if you go back a couple episodes before I had to rearrange my, uh, my studio here, um, the plaque that I bought that sits back here is of that night. And it's no when way. they were releasing those plaques uh, yeah. for the pay-per-view. So I tell that story to say... To be there in person and to see these legitimate stakes of these two factions that were built and with, you know, the essentially the the power and the authority over both brands at the time uh, being at stake, it felt really, really good. Oh, yeah. But it seems like the last couple of years we've thrown together some teams to, to nod, you know, to Survivor Series. Just because. Just because, and it's, you know, we always get good, like, main events and stuff like that, you know, title picture, stuff like that. That's great, but but it it would be no different than if we called it Backlash Backlash, (laughs) you know? So, um, I I hope that maybe under the the new creative regime that we're seeing, maybe we'll we'll see more of a traditional thing. Maybe we'll see, you know, the Bloodline story go all the way through Survivor Series and we see something bloodline-oriented. That wouldn't be bad. And if at any time in the last few years, if they could throw, you know, put something together that made sense for the title of the pay-per-view, then this would be the year that that would happen. Uh, it just feels like the one, it feels like the pay-per-view that was lost yep. in the in a shuffle of everything because it's not, it's just not the same. Similar and, to uh, Great Balls uh, of Fire. Well, Exactly. <laughs> Great balls of fire might actually be better I, I'm, at this point. I'm not sure, uh, but that man, what a great memory though to see Sting. Dang, yep. his first time ever, ever. in WWE. Yep, that's massive. Yep. That's really cool. It was great. Well, a, a, a huge pay per view happened um, just after this podcast dropped last week. Money in the bank from London's O2 Arena. It was Saturday afternoon. It uh, was announced afterwards there in the press conference by Triple H, the highest grossing arena show ever. The highest grossing arena show ever in the history of WWE. I don't I don't know what we can really... I mean, they've done... It's set lots of records, and there's been lots of... There's only so much you can get into an arena and there's only so much you can charge for people to get into yeah. arena. I think this means that they didn't really give away any tickets. Wouldn't you right. would, wouldn't you kind of come to the same conclusion? I would agree and it's such an interesting thing to say because you automatically yeah. go to like WrestleMania. Well, how yeah. is WrestleMania not the highest grossing Madison Square Garden? Exactly. You know, so it's it's such an interesting thing to claim. Not only that, but then you add in the fact that what expenses existed 
with doing a pay-per-view overseas. Yeah. And and so yeah. it's such a cool accomplishment for them. Um, now, I do think being overseas helped that because of demand. Um, I think they were able to sell tickets, and that's great. But, man, if you can really clear that type of, of financial you know, goal or whatever, man, more power to them. And, and the, the common denominator recently is that business in WWE is good. Man, you were dead on with, with the winners. Two for two in the picks for the uh, actual Money in the Bank ladder matches. Damian Priest, men's winner. You know, there's a lot of talk about L.A. Knight. And, uh, of course, we've talked about him a lot here on the show because we're both big fans. But the fact that, you know, Vince strapped him with this um, manager gimmick when he came up from NXT to the be Maxim the Maxim Male Models or something yes, like yeah. that. Max Dupree was his yeah. name. Uh, of course, after Triple H took over, that got ditched, and L.A. Knight was brought back. And, but a lot of the talk was that Vince was worried about a push for him because of his age. Mm-hmm. You know what I found out this week? L.A. Knight, Damian Priest, exact same age. Yep. That is insane. And I was like, I don't know if I believe this. I'm going to go look it up. Exact same. Well, not exact. They don't have the same birthday, but they're both 40 years old. If I remember correctly, Damian Priest is actually about a half a year older. Is he really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And so, uh, but wow. but here's what I will say: I will defend the other side. Uh, speak out of both sides of the mouth. Damian Priest has significantly less miles on him. Oh, <laughs> than, without a doubt, than, yeah. than L.A. Knight does, or yeah, Eli sure. Drake, or whatever you feel like calling him. I liked Eli Drake. It was really cool. Uh, yeah. Not a lot of like, and, and these are his words too. Not a lot of people got to see Eli Drake. Yeah, <laughs> not a lot of people watched that show. EO Sky, women's winner. Uh, that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. We saw a little bit of what may turn up uh, to be a part of a battle in SmackDown uh, or on SmackDown last night. Uh, we'll talk about that here in just a little bit. Drew McIntyre though returned at Money in the Bank. Did you see? I almost said this last week. I wonder if Drew doesn't come back at this, but. It's the times that you make those predictions that nobody shows up. Now, nobody was thinking about it and and thought, well, you know, nothing's really going to happen, and everybody shows up. Everybody makes a return at Money in the Bank. Yep. But Drew, were you expecting Drew at this thing? I wasn't. I thought it was going to hold off till closer to SummerSlam. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre, for me, great guy, uh, highly talented. Um, I think he's just gotten the short end of the stick on a lot of stuff because I – I struggle to find him interesting, and and I'm not sure why. I mean, he's a big guy, man. He yeah, can move. Sure his his move set is fantastic. I've never seen him have a bad match, but even when they put the strap on him, I was like, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, but I'm also not interested by it. That's and the so, thing. There's not there's not the stickiness. Yeah. To him, there's not that that stickiness that you the the intangible with with Drew McIntyre. I'm right there with you. What he feels like, he's he feels like he's never gotten out of his Rocky Maivia phase, like where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna win the title and yep. I love everybody yep. and yep. I do this for you and I'm back for you, and and it just the the squeaky clean face doesn't doesn't you know, but but at the same time I don't I don't know that I'd like him heel either, but either way I'm not dogging him at all. Um, because I do enjoy watching him, but but there's just something character-wise missing that even a, a giant Braveheart sword couldn't fix. I know. What did he name her? Glinda or something like that? I don't know. Uh, Cena, another big uh, surprise at this premium live event as well. There to talk about a possibility of WrestleMania coming to the UK, but, I mean, they have it planned for the next couple of years, so we're talking three years down the road at the earliest I really kind of think this was nothing more than just to go, yeah, I see you selling tickets at AEW, but if we want to come here, we can sell it out too. That's not really that big of a deal. Although it is a big deal. I think that that's kind of the the rub that they were trying to give to, hey, if they can come here too, what if we bring our biggest event? How about that? That's what it kind of felt like from Cena. Pandered to the crowd a little bit too much for me. Yeah, um, obviously it says a lot if you're going <clears> to <throat> fly in somebody like Cena to do a segment like that, I mean, dude, you know, got on a plane for 14 hours to do that, you know, five minute segment. And it's because I do think that they're putting a lot of weight behind trying to get into London for a WrestleMania. 
Um, <clears throat> you know, if that, if if Money in the Bank was the highest grossing arena event, yeah. You know, what does that <clears throat> say about what you could do for a WrestleMania and different things like that? But as doubt. we've as we've read behind the scenes, you know, uh, WWE is used to getting subsidies from the cities that 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 they go to. And London, apparently London the whole time has always been, you know, hey, you guys are welcome. We just ain't going to pay you nothing. We're not going to give you any money. <laughs> and so yeah, I, I think uh, I think they're trying to create the demand where um, and apparently it's worked because I read a very passing headline from an unsure, uh, reputable news source that that it's already being discussed in Parliament somehow, whether passingly or <laughs> something. I don't know if Boris Johnson was like WWE, uh, but uh but it did come up, so may- maybe they're getting some traction after all. That homeless issue? Scratch that. we got to get this WWE plan That's up right. in front of the parliament right now. That's get right. it on the books. Uh, Roman Reign got pinned for the first time in three and a half years. I think this is, uh, after watching SmackDown last night, uh, yes, obviously the storyline continues and it's big. And they, they, they mentioned it. It wasn't played up as much as I thought that they might. Three and a half years is a long time to yep. not have your shoulders pinned to the mat with a count. He right. was pinned to the mat without a count a couple of times. But this one, man, he was pinned and lost the match. In fact, the crowd chanting at, at SmackDown, you were pinned. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and some other uh, things that they chanted that they had to bleep out. But uh, <laughs> how interesting that... Uh, they used a pin on Roman to set up the next, the next chapter. It's brilliant, and that's all we can really say about every time we see something about the bloodline. Man, that was just brilliant. I just yeah. enjoy it. It's it's good storytelling because in every, you know, you know, I feel like we're just now entering Act Two of Three for the bloodline story. Maybe you know, I feel like everything up to this point was just Act One. Yeah, and and when you set stuff up, you've got to. You got to let the underdogs get a little bit of the 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 win for a minute, and there's a lot of people that are like, "Oh man, Roman shouldn't have been pinned; it should have waited till he lost the title and and stuff like that." But I, I completely disagree. I think this move was needed yeah. to continue to push the story forward, and and the gentle seeds of distrust that continually get sown, uh, you know, uh, solo staring at the at the lay in the middle of the ring, man. you know. Jay looking at the title and you know all this just tension that's floating so good and so well done the one thing I will say you know being heel to a heel it's not really that hard to not get pinned in three and a half years when you wrestle maybe once a month that's (laughs) true but you saw the stat you saw the stat that like he had he had had uh I guess Rollins had had more Mm-hmm. Uh, title defenses in the past month than he had had in the past seven or six or whatever it was. Six versus five, I believe yeah. it was, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, before we move over to, to Raw, we've got uh, SummerSlam coming up, and for the past couple of months, we've had a big contest uh, right here on Wrestle Chat Podcast for one lucky winner to take a friend to go to SummerSlam, sit in the lower level, and be there. We have that winner. They just don't know they are a winner yet. In fact, they're going to be on with us coming up here in just a little bit. And we've told them you're just a finalist and we wanted to interview and interview you and have you on the podcast. So that's what they think they're going to be here for coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, and uh, then we'll let them know here on the podcast today. They are indeed the winners. So that's coming up here uh, really shortly. Uh, Raw on Monday. Lesnar is back. Lots of rumors that he and Cody would get their third match at SummerSlam. It looks like that's what they're building to. And they kicked off the show hot. These are, I mean, the three biggest people on on Raw are right there in the very first segment. I mean, that's how you start a show, wouldn't you say? <sighs> Let me tell you something, Ant. <clears throat> I know that Brock Lesnar is a draw, and I love me some Brock Lesnar. Sure. But it's getting a little obnoxious that unless he's in a pay-per-view and wrestling for the title, that he's in the first segment every time. And it's almost like when he gets the phone call, you know, he's like, yeah, I can be at Raw but I got to be home by nine. Okay, we'll put you in the first segment. We'll put you on the company jet and we'll get you back to Canada where you need to go. go. And it's like, it's like, man, could he just have shot the breeze with some people and at least waited till the middle of the show and, and, you know, given it a little bit more impact because 
from a booking perspective, I know you want to start off strong, but it was like, yes, let's go. Hour, hour and 45 minutes left. Uh, I, yes. I guess we'll see what happens. <laughs> well, and I would, I, I would, I think it'd be a safe bet to say that he didn't walk into the building until the pyro for the intro was going off. Probably. <laughs> walk Probably. in, walk to the ring, turn around, walk back out. Or and th- th- it was funny because uh, it was funny because there was there was people online that were like, "Oh my gosh, Brock Brock must love Cody. He's selling for Cody. Did you see how he took that Cody cutter and this that or whatever?" Yes. And and yes, he did sell well, but I, I think people are just always surprised to see Brock Lesnar in a position to have to sell. <laughs> And, and so, That's very yeah, true. you know, so it's like Brock's, Brock's a great worker. And I, I think people forget that uh, uh, I'm not going to say it was it was uh, magical selling. I think we're just not quite used to seeing it as often. Yes, that's the, he is. He is a little unrehearsed in the selling. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like we got a, a spoiled cash in, at least there in the main event. We had uh, we had Seth Rollins taking on Dominic Mysterio. And uh, then we all night we saw that Finn wasn't with um, with uh, I was going to say the bloodline. He's not with the bloodline with Judgment Day. (laughs) And we saw that he wasn't with Judgment Day the entire night. And but at the end, it looked like the Damien was going to cash in. Uh, He had Dom handing him the briefcase and going, go, go do it. Go do your thing. Go cash this in. And Finn Balor runs to the ring to attack Rollins and runs him right into Damian Priest. How mad is Damian Priest at this? Yep. There's there's a lot of good stuff going on around uh, briefcases. So before I hit that, even seeing last night what happened with um, EO Sky and her cash in or attempted cash in, and seeing the the multiple people involved. So Bailey coming to her aid to try and make yep. that happen. Yep. It's cool to see multiple people involved in these briefcase storylines now. Whatever they're orchestrating with um, Damien and Finn, while I love it, it also makes me nervous because it feels like we're already kind of dissolving the Judgment Day, and I don't think we're there yet. No, I don't um, either. I agree so with you. I'm a little... I mean, it's weird to be in a position where you love both things that are happening. And and so it's like, man, which do I want? Because, you know, if we look at wrestling history, this type of situation is never like, you know what, man, I'm sorry. You're right. I got in the way. I'm going to help you out. Bygones be bygones. My bad. My bad, bro. Yeah. Never works like that. And so uh, and I why hope. Why not? Why not? Why can't that happen one time? Why can't we be friends? Exactly. Uh, but uh, no, whatever's going on, I know we're going to win because Judgment Day as a whole is great. Damian Priest cashing in would be great. Uh, feud between Damian and Finn is great. But I'm just curious to see how this all fits in the picture, especially with Rollins. You know, I've been talking for weeks now that I don't think he's a long term champion with the World Heavyweight Championship. And so it'll just be cool to see how all this comes together. Yeah, well, it, it'll be cool to see what leads into SummerSlam. I know you and I are going to be going, and we have uh, our winner on hold right now, and she can't hear us, but she doesn't know that she's won yet. We just told her that she is going to be a finalist. She's one of three finalists, uh, but it's just a random a random draw. Out of everybody who, who entered, we just randomly drew, got a hold of her, I let her know she was a a, a finalist, and uh, she's winning SummerSlam tickets. So I want to uh, see if we can't uh, pull her in and surprise her right now. Alicia, welcome to the Wrestle Chat Podcast. How are you? I'm doing excellent. How are you? Very good. You're the first of our finalists for the SummerSlam tickets, and you're actually in Detroit or in Michigan, right? Yeah, um, I'm in Wyandotte. If okay. you're from Detroit, if I said I was from Detroit, that would be a big crime. Okay, got it. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> understand. I'm, I'm about 45 minutes away, so. Well, I a- saw in your submission your uh, your favorite superstar is Rhea Ripley. Does that automatically yeah. make you a Dom fan or are you a Dom hater? You know, what they're doing right now is so fun. I can't hate it. It's it's one of the funnest parts of the show for me. So I need, they follow, I follow them on Instagram, yeah. get all their, their little 
conversations. So, what's not to like about Dirty Dom, right? No, no, absolutely. <laughs> so, are you an every week? Are you a casual viewer? Are you are you diehard? I am. I am a recent viewer. Oh, really? Um, okay. It, yeah, my family are big fans, uh, and like we used, we had the Hulk Hogan album. We would listen to it in the car in the wrestling boot band. Uh, so we were big into that era. And my brother recently got back into it after a long period away of just so much to possibly catch up on. It was too hard. Uh, but we just bit the bullet and now we're back in. So I'm caught up, but not for the past 20 years more, the past summer. What was so. it that brought you back? Oh, um, mostly the fear of missing out. I couldn't go to anything <laughs> without hearing about what happened on Raw, and we can't watch Raw because we haven't watched the other stuff. So, uh, and yeah, it's been a good time. So that's really cool. But have you ever been to uh, to a premium live event or a pay per view in the past? No, no, I have not. never been to one. No, so this is. This is an exciting opportunity. I yeah, <laughs> and this one's so close to home too. It is. Yeah, it would be sad to uh, let it go by. So I thought I'd give it the old college try. I'm glad you did. <laughs> who would you, who, who will you take with you if you win? Oh, my brother. Your brother. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Um, he is. He is the biggest of fans. So I think it would be something really special to surprise him with. Uh, he Just, tried my whole childhood to get me on board, and I finally did it. So, a real full circle moment. <laughs> is he a big Rhea Ripley fan, too, but for different reasons? Oh, he wouldn't tell me that. He's very appropriate with me. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know who he's really big into right now is Nakamura. Mm hmm and uh he's a big fan of ricochet says ricochet doesn't get the airtime that we want him to see so well he does get the airtime just not the airtime <laughs> yes <Right. laughs> exactly he gets in one way or another so. yeah, exactly well uh we are so excited that you that you uh, uh registered uh excited it's coming so close and we actually lied to you uh you're our winner you're oh going. my god you're gonna be there oh my god are you serious and michael and i oh will be there too god. so we'll be uh we'll uh we'll hook up with you and uh and grab a picture say hi i would love to see you uh we're traveling from texas so it's gonna be so oh cool my to god. come to your state you know what i'm gonna do <laughs> i'm gonna see him tomorrow i'm gonna i told him i was like this has gone too far i'm going on a wrestling podcast um, <laughs> like don't freak out he was like are you okay <laughs> don't freak out i'm going on a wrestling podcast i'm gonna tell him that i lost and then i'll send him the episode when it comes out <gasps> there you I go that'll be awesome oh my god Summer that's Slam. really Thank cool you so much. congratulations <laughs> they're great seats i've never <laughs> been to ford you. field so i don't know if you've been there yet or not but uh uh, from, no, from everything we uh, saw, they're, they're great seats for the show. Yeah, I can't believe this. This is crazy. Here I was waiting for my other two friends to see what crazy challenge I had to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, hmm. really Michael, we need to but think this through for next time. I, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Make an obstacle course or something. I've, I've always seen people get those like five pound gummy bears, and it's like, here, if you eat all of this five pound gummy bear. <laughs> oh my God. I'm such a slow eater. If you had a 24 hour podcast, I could get it done. But that would be about the only time. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia, congratulations. Oh my God. This is nuts. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, thank you for registering. Thank you for checking out the Wrestle Chat podcast and, and being a part of it. We look forward to coming to visit you in Detroit on August 5th. That's going to be a lot of fun at Ford Field for SummerSlam. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so much. As a parent, no two days are ever the same. At Care.com, you can find trusted and flexible sitters to help manage your family's ever-changing schedule. Care.com can even help you out with housekeepers, dog walkers, senior caregivers, and more. So you can find care for all you love. And 100% of caregivers who use Care.com have been background checked with CareCheck. 
a key first step in hiring confidently. To get the help you need to make it all work, sign up now and find a great sitter at care.com. Man, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun for her and her brother to be at SummerSlam with us. Or maybe since they live there, it's us being at SummerSlam with them. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yep, for sure. Getting to go. Have you ever been to Detroit? I have not. Heard yeah, a lot me of, either. Heard, heard a lot of things about it, though. Yeah, I have too. I have too. It's going to be a fun, fun trip. It's going to be a great time at SummerSlam. Excited uh, for them, and I cannot wait uh, to be at SummerSlam. And uh, man, when you see people that are that excited, and and uh, wrestling was a big thing between my me and my dad, and it was so that family connection is always very special to me. And although I found out much later that he hated wrestling. <laughs> He just liked taking me and like seeing me enjoy it. But it was always a special bond with me and my dad. So for her and her brother to uh, to win this and get to go is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, a few weeks ago, I started, I say weeks, it's probably a few months ago that I started this show on Apple TV Plus. And it was just called Monster Factory. Hmm. And if you know what Monster Factory is and you've watched this, um, then you know how great it is. But So Monster Factory is a wrestling school in New Jersey. Seamus, Riddle, Damian Priest, QT Marshall, uh, Isla Dawn, who just recently was the NXT Women's champ, uh, Tag Team Champ, all came from the Monster Factory. And there's many, many others that have made it in wrestling that all came from this school. Larry Sharp started it back in the day. In 2010, a guy named Danny Cage, who was at the end of his career because of some in- injuries, uh, bought this wrestling school and took it over and really took it to another level. And last year, Apple TV launched a documentary after watching a mini documentary uh, that this company put together just because they were looking for something for the real. They did something on the uh, the Monster Factory. Well, Apple TV picked that up and said, yeah, let's produce an entire season. If you haven't watched this, you should go see it because here's the deal. I, I heard Danny on Busted Open this week, and um, he was talking about, yeah, we had the show. It did really well, and Apple TV said that they loved it, but not enough eyes are on it, and they're not going to do a season two. Hmm. It is really – if you're – I mean, you're, you're not watching this if you're not a wrestling fan. Hmm. If you haven't watched that, go watch that. It's still on there right now. It, the problem is, is it's hard to find. I mean, you've got – uh, Ted Lasso, which I started, by the way, and is really, really good. Uh, thanks to your recommendation. But um, you've got the morning show. You've got all these high-profile shows on there that are that are uh, kind of pushed out. They're publicized. A lot of people know about them. And then they put something on there like this that you can't find unless you go into search and type in Monster Factory. And once you do that, then you can see it and you can watch it. But if you're just, it's not something you're just going to stumble upon. Uh, so check that out. It is a fantastic watch. As a wrestling fan, I know you're going to love it. Have you ever, have you ever got a chance to to climb into a ring and take a bump or anything like that? I haven't, unfortunately. It's yeah. it's on my bucket list, and yeah, and I'm more scared to do it every day that goes okay. by. <laughs> So let's get you in today. Let's call Danny and get you up there to New Jersey. At least take one bump. There you go. We'll make a whole. Possible. We'll make a whole thing out of it. I hope that they do season two. And even if they, as a matter of fact, I I'll be honest. I hope they don't do season two with Apple TV. Mm-hmm. This is good enough that a, a, a company, maybe the same company that that produced the first one, would just take it and go launch it on YouTube, mm-hmm. because yep. then they could keep keep all the money that they make yep. from it. It's really good, and it's really cool to see these guys. There's a guy named Goldie that, um, I, honestly, I don't know where he is right now, but he uh, he did get a match early on in AEW. Uh, is he going to make it there? Is are they going to call him back? You don't you don't really get to see that. I think it ended a little over a year ago, um, maybe a year and a half ago now. Uh, with that's just where they they left off from everything that they did. But their their final show they got to do at the twenty three hundred arena. Um, where ECW was mm. for so long. So great fans, uh, really great show, and brought in a, a lot of older guys. Like the uh, um, the Headbangers came back and wrestled oh. at that, which is it's just a fun show. If you haven't watched it, check it out. It's called Monster Factory on Apple TV+. 
Plus. All right, let's move over to AEW Dynamite. And before we do, if you haven't checked out Fight Forever yet, uh, is the new video game, the very first video game from AEW. One of the biggest things that we did, we touched on but didn't talk a lot about was are they going to do a bunch of these games one time every year? What their their plan is is to just continue to update what they currently have. And in fact, I think at the very beginning, when it was launched just you know a couple of weeks ago now, they left off FTR. FTR was not a part of the video game. Now you can download FTR, and they can be in the video game. And they're starting to add more and more to the game each and every... It seems like each and every week they're adding little pieces to the game that you can download. Um, so if you haven't downloaded that yet, or if you haven't uh, bought it, played it yet, it is a really fun game. We talked about it here on the show, and if you missed that, uh, that podcast... You can uh, listen to the guys that were behind it uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, you can check out that podcast here on uh, this same channel. But on Dynamite this week, MJF and Adam Cole's friendship is, wow, interesting to say the least. However, the step up in storytelling on AEW as a whole has not gone, gone unnoticed because they don't do it across the entire show yet. So little things that they are doing really really stand out there was a uh, there was a weightlifting i say weightlifting it wasn't like a, a segment on weightlifting it was just uh, cameras following mjf and adam cole to the gym and that whole skit that whole segment was was reminiscent of some of some older wwe or <laughs> wwf skits that that actually i mean it it brought some levity to that show that's just full of so much blood and guts, it seems like, uh, more than anything. And, and great wrestling, obviously. But having the storytelling is really, I believe, going to set them up to do some bigger and better things. There's a story that they, they were telling about a guy named Wick, uh, Nick Wayne. Uh, you, they need to lean into the story. It has legs. It's a kid Darby Allen knew, now a full-time wrestler, and evidently really good. At 16, he was offered a contract so that when he turned 18, he would be in AEW. He just turned 18, so we should be seeing him very soon. Jericho and Don Callis. Don, I think, is second only to uh, Dominic Mysterio as the most hated man in wrestling. An incredible amount of booze when he came out. Shades of WWE Jericho in their exchange. And man, his response to Don's invite was just classic. Don invited him to be a part of his stable and and brought back some some old stories like you know who was the person who called you and said hey do you want to sell out the tokyo dome against omega it was me i'm the guy who's looked out for you why don't you come join me and it was simple with jericho's response he just looked him in the eye and said maybe <laughs> and walked out you have to tune in next week to find yeah. out where this story goes. That's something that they haven't done since the beginning of AEW. How do you see this changing where they go in the future? I, I think there's a lot happening in the wrestling industry right now. Um, and I think it was a shift that, you know, don't hold me to this, that may have started with WWE because when we saw the regime change, all of a sudden, a week and a half in advance, sometimes even before... Uh, the the episode would air, we would be getting match setups for the following week. Yeah. And and we've seen a lot more from WWE of kicking that can down the road in a good way of saying like, hey, check this out. Tune in for this. This is coming. And it seems like every week now, I know what's happening before the day of. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think it's because we're sticking to scripts and sticking Man. to storylines. And as we're advertising stuff, that means we can't rip it up and throw it away because we've already put it out there. Yeah. And so I feel like some of that may be rubbing off on AEW. That's just my perception. If I'm getting the timing of that wrong, you know, so be it. But, but AEW has stepped up to the table and said, hey, let's start stretching this stuff out. Let's let's make people tune in that second week, third week, fourth week. And so I, I think we're seeing a really great shift from what the business has been over the last several years, which is just immediate payoff, immediate payoff. You know, think of the last time you had a storyline that went as long as the bloodline. Oh, yeah. I, I'm forever. not even sure that you can really name one. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been ongoing feuds but not storylines. I mean, we got 
you know, we got Lesnar Triple H a bunch of times. We got Lesnar Cena a bunch of times, you know, but it it was just fighting. It wasn't necessarily a story. Right. And so it's cool to see all of this shifting to more of a long-term uh, direction. Well, Dynamite went off the air this week with Adam Page rearing back with a chair and Evil Uno grabbing it out of his hands and it just ends. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, was it supposed to end? It, because we haven't seen that in forever. I mean, I remember... I remember not seeing the end to any main event as a kid growing up. Yep. Like I would never you would you would see all these great matches for an hour or two hours. I think two hours is really the most. Uh, but most of the time, more times than not, it was an hour show. And in the end, it was maybe a melee, and it just went off the air. You have to tune in next week to find out. Yep. They ended the show this week on Dynamite with a brawl in the ring and something somewhat major happening and it just just goes under the next show you don't know how that whole thing ended and something that was interesting and i his name has escaped me but he was the guy that i found out uh, he's the guy behind do you remember the um uh the uh, friendship what was it called the festival of friendship is that what it was with jericho and and kevin owens kevin owens he's the guy who wrote and produced all of that with jericho is the Mm. same guy who was just he he had been at Impact and now he is in AEW and then we get a birthday celebration that was very <laughs> reminiscent of the, the the festival of friendship with Adam Cole and MJF you get this whole promo with Don Callis and Chris Jericho it, man I will tell you what they are they are making the most out of what they are being handed with with TBS and TNT right now on Wednesday and Saturday, yep. and uh, now that it feels like that the the drama of 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 uh, um, CM Punk seems to be behind us, that maybe they can start picking up some momentum moving yep. forward with doing some of the storytelling during the show. I'm excited to see what AEW does. Uh, with all of this because it's uh, it, I think it's only better for, for everybody for wrestling fans and for wrestlers and for shows alike because if at all Triple H feels some pressure it's just going to elevate yeah. what what WWE does as well and vice versa hopefully alright Smackdown Smackdown last night it was from Madison Square Garden and uh, it was we were going to have the, the trial of the tribal chief which we're going to get to at the end but so much heritage in this building uh, Bruno won the title back in 63. Hulk Hogan won the title in 84. This is all in this building. Mania was there in 85. SummerSlam in 88, where uh, I believe it's where the Warrior won the Intercontinental title. Austin stunned McMahon for the very first time in 1997 in that building. Triple H returned after a quad tear in 2002. Kane was unmasked in 2003. Jimmy Superfly Snooker took a dive off the top of the cage, which Mick Foley was in the crowd for. There is so much heritage at the home. I would say it's the home of WWE there at Madison Square Garden, so it's very rare for them to have a SmackDown or Raw. I think it's because of cost for them to have that there at Madison Square Garden, but it was exciting to see. Uh, Did you feel that in this show, I think I know your answer, that we're going to be able to look back and go, yep, we can add that one to the list of big things that happened at Madison Square Garden as well. Uh, maybe. We, we might see some bloodline stuff there, but the rest of the show, I can't say that there was anything super memorable. Um, unless, unless you're fishing for something that I'm forgetting. <laughs> two, th- two things that no, two things that stand out to me. Yeah, I think that the, this, depending on where the bloodline story goes, I think they'll refer back to things that happened last night in that ring, and it happened in Madison Square Garden. And two is if by chance Grayson Waller turns out to be something spectacular, his right. very first match right. on the main roster is in Madison freaking Square Garden. Against Edge. Against Edge. How insane. I mean, and you don't know it. It's like Andy at the in the very last episode of The Office. Yep. Uh, you know, I wish we could know that we were in the good old days while you're actually in them. That's right. You, know, you don't and, know that it's happening when it's happening. 
it, you're you're right if he does you know turn out to be something. But obviously, you don't get booked in a match in a place like that with the person that you did if exactly. there's not some steam behind you. In and a week before uh, having an exchange with Cena, they think yeah. something of it. Yeah, and I mean, you think that probably the last time that that this type of thing happened that we saw was. Well, kid, what do you got? Ruthless aggression. Yep. You know, yep. it goes back to John Cena, Kurt Angle. But, yep. you know, it was, it, you know, it's a pretty big nod to uh, Grayson Waller that there's there's some steam behind him. So, it, I think, to your point, and, and me proving it accidentally, was <laughs> it, it felt like it kind of went by. I was a great match. I enjoyed watching it. I was like, wow, that was really good. Um, but but it didn't necessarily strike me in the moment as like something monumental. But if you look at what could potentially come, there's there's a lot there. Well, and think about too what Edge said in in the promo before. He said you've doggy paddled into dangerous dangerous water. Then they had the match, and at the end, he said, "Kid, you swam," mm. and threw the mic at him. And left. I don't think something like that's planned either. I don't think it is. He he. Ex- Edge experienced something from Grayson Waller in that match to make him feel like, you know what? I think they're right. This kid has something. Yeah. And I'm going to tell the world. Very cool. Because there's no reason for Edge to do that if he didn't. Uh, Man, uh, yeah, Grayson Waller. But uh, the the trial of the tribal chief started off the show and ended the show as it should have. Spectacular work. In the beginning of the show, with, I mean, there were, were tears, bro. Exact, that's what I was there about to were say. Tears. There are grown men <laughs> crying in the ring on his <laughs> knees. You have the the wise man. I mean, putting on a, a hell of a show right over his shoulder, bawling his eyes out. I think it's because they said catering was closed already. But that's <laughs> a different story. The whole deal is that, like, I should talk. I mean, come on. The um, <laughs> but the whole deal is that. Every piece of it, if you just for a second forgot that you were sitting in your house and you were watching professional wrestling, this was, it's it sucked you in. It was like, what what in the world? I mean, he's really giving up the crown of being the tribal chief and he handed it over to him, put it around his neck, and he's bowing to him now. And then, of course... He hits him below the belt. Well, we got we got to stop does. there for just a minute because here's the thing: this has been written and dealt with so well yeah. that while I'm watching it in the moment, you're you're leaning forward in your chair, going, "Okay, he might be doing this for real, he and might. there might be a swerve, or there might not be, or maybe there's something." And you're actually trying to figure out the spider webs in real time because what they're doing is so good and believable. There was a moment where I was like, I think this is going to be where it lands for this part of the show. I think the segment could get ready to end right here and maybe we might see something later, but I thought it was going to hang just because it was so well acted out and dealt with. But anyway, continue. You know, you, you're saying you thought that you thought that was going to happen. What I thought, the direction I thought it was going to go, was it was going to be Roman asking, "Who are you to put the tribal chief on trial?" And I was expecting the music to hit. I know, I felt it. I actually, my it wife didn't was happen, <laughs> and I have chills thinking yeah. about it. So I almost got myself in trouble because my wife was saying something to me at the time, and uh, and, and and I shushed her, <laughs> and, yes. and 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 you know you can believe this if you need to, but damn it, Dwayne, if there was ever a moment you needed to come through for me, it was right there, because. Right <laughs> Because I shushed my wife, and it ended up being for no reason. For no reason at all. But I really thought, I thought of one of two things. Either he he's going to walk out, The Rock's going to walk out and go, it wasn't them, it was me. Or it was going to be um, the Wild Samoans and Rakishi and yeah. go, it was us. Yeah. You've got, and, and here's the deal. All of that can still happen. It can. All of that can still happen. Oh, it feels man. good. Yeah, sure does. 
It feels good. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited for, I mean, to to be able to be at SummerSlam this year and experience where, because there's been some pretty big things happen at the premium live events with these guys. And uh, to say that uh, SummerSlam is going to be the exception, uh, I think would be uh, misguided in, in saying something like that. But we are excited that, that Alicia and her brother are going to be there with us. We're excited that uh, we're going to be able to be there to experience whatever goes down. And uh, that's not the last giveaway that we are going to have here on Wrestle Chat Podcast. We thank you guys so much for uh, spending some time with us here on Saturday or whenever you're watching or listening to this. We appreciate that. Um, and we invite you to join us back again next week. Before you leave, though, if you're watching this on YouTube, scroll down to other channels that we love. There is a brand new first time ever on video on YouTube man child chronicles that just launched on friday if you haven't subscribed to that yet make sure you hit that and subscribe and check out the very first episode help our guys out and uh help get the word out about this do you have do you, what's plans for week two that's always my question it's like this is great what's week two going to be like week two um i don't think i'll be spoiling too much if i give this away uh, this will be uh, an exclusive for the Russell chat uh, audience but we are actually going to be having a fantasy draft okay. for we call it the hangover draft and what that means is because immediately go drinking no it's not uh, we call it the hangover draft because if you're going to spend a weekend in Vegas, mm-hmm. who are going to be the four celebrities that oh. you're going to pick to, okay. to have a hangover movie type experience with? Okay. And the picks are borderline absurd. <laughs> and so <laughs> you guys need to tune in and see who made uh, the top four for every guy because it's... Uh, it's pretty crazy. So tune in for the Hangover Draft next week on the Manchild Chronicles. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys so much for being here. Michael, thank you for joining me again this week on the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Always fun to catch up with you and uh, talk some shop. Always a pleasure, sir. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you guys being here, too. And we'll see you next week here on the Wrestle Chat Podcast. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.